taken. And I even just checked the human cloud. The human uh-huh. cloud is taken up as well. What are the odds of that? It's it's timing, like we say, right? <laughs> oh, you're right. Everybody, it's it's the perfect timing. It's, it's uh every now and then. I think it's every four years. And I was just having a talk with someone the other day about this. And I think it's every four years, but my math could be off and it just could be my personal life. I think that's when everything changes, right? Right. And so maybe you're every four years, maybe this four year stint, you don't lead to a breakthrough, but it does lead you somewhere. You know what I mean? And I believe that's why, like, we, we do presidents every four years and everything Everything I think revolves on that kind of a cycle. I like that number four too, personally. But the, I do the number four, oh, yeah, I like that. I like cycles. that number. I do. I love it. And then, like for my brain, you know how in the sports I am, right? And so, like, it's easier for me to tell time through a first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. What was that sound? Right. Oh, I just hit the mic trying to adjust it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but that's interesting. That's kind of just like built into us, isn't it? These cycles, oh, yeah. like a yearly cycle, a quarter cycle, uh, you know, the four seasons. Yeah. So it's kind of a trip. But I mean, I've heard this. I read this quote somewhere, but I was so brilliant. I had to write it down. What do you think about this? Because you said it's kind of like the timing, right? Mm-hmm. Now, so there's the quotes. And with that said, so the quote is, the world has changed faster than people have. Now, what do you think about that when it comes to the timing, the era of the now? The world has changed faster than we have. And all of a sudden, like we're 2020, we're in this disarray or even just crazy shit for the past four years. I like this and I want to go with this. I like I understand what that is trying to say. Right. And it brings me to this. I had this. I think about this from time to time as well, too. And so just think about this. Go with, go with me here. It's going to be kind of long-winded, but it's it has everything to do with this. Definitely. Paint the picture. So think about everything that the humans have done in the last, let's just say, 120 years, right? Mm-hmm. 120 years ago, we're walking. We're not turning on lights. There's no internet. We're barely communicating from town to town, Right travel is life or death literally it can Mm -hmm. take you months to get across the country medicine is nowhere near where it is obviously now that's 1900 to 2020 they can put someone else's heart inside of you (laughs) and you can continue living like you see what i'm saying like these are every piece of information that was in these libraries now fit into the size of your, the palm of your hand. Yeah. We didn't, we were, walk, we were walking and now we're talking about seriously, actually seriously setting up colonies on Mars. Right. In 120 years. Do you not think that the opposite has happened? Have we moved too fast? Like, think about what happened the previous thousand years. It didn't add up to what happened this in this 120 years. Yeah, or even the last 10 years or 20 years. Bro, I think about that all the time. I'm like, no, think of, that's such a small slither of time. 
<laughs> think about what we've done in 20 years and then compare that to 3000 years prior nothing yeah. are we progressing too fast maybe or were we just slow from the get-go and now it's like somebody That's in the world possible. is like yo you need to play we need to catch up because we're 200 years behind so what are we going to do well i guess we're going to shake shit up and just shake the world and you have to go along for this ride whether you like it or not so using what you just said your quote is on the money I don't know that our human emotions have evolved fast enough for that speed up. Yes. And that's what I was going to dive into as well, because are we ready for the times to change? Like, so what do we have to do to prepare if the world is moving at this accelerated pace and we're kind of just stuck in the mud with our old ways and old way of mm -hmm. doing things? How do we progress forward and kind of go with the times, but also think about the future? What do we need to do? And and so I'm, there's, this is going to be slightly two-sided. Okay. <laughs> I'm not into politics, but one is like, well, I think we need to gain knowledge first, right? We need to yes. like excel our brains. We need to think higher, elevate our consciousness and go from there, whether it's meditating, reading more books, whatever it is, we need to dive into other shit. Or if we're not doing that, which most people are not, somebody's like well i have to force this upon you somehow to make your brain think harder and pop out your fucking skull to do this so what are we yes. gonna do hey let's have a businessman who's no no background in politics <laughs> as president to shake the shit out of your brain because what's yes. gonna happen you are either you're gonna grow and you can progress from it yeah what do you think about that do you think I, that has I any correlation i love that i think it has correlation because that also fades into other conversations i've had around race right hmm. with that man so i remember shit 2016 when he was elected right i don't remember who was saying it. i was listening to another podcast at the time and somebody right. was like no this is this is great if you're black and they were like what what are you talking about and he was like you finally are gonna get to see how a lot of the who a lot of people really are right right because he came in and he embraced i don't want to say racism but he made it like ah, it's okay to be yourself and if yourself is your racist self you put that on display if yourself mm -hmm. is super greedy you started to put that on display right because this dude is like teflon like nothing nothing can stop donald trump nothing Right. There's no headlines that could come out to where I'm like, oh shit, that's the one that's going to do him in. And so I think he's empowered people to be who they really are. You know what I mean? Right. And so it opens it opens things up. So like I've learned more about people that I consider my friends during these last four years than I have otherwise. And not not good or bad. Not you support him or you don't support him. I don't really give a shit about that. But what do like, you do? Yeah, you're you're meeting friends with their whole, you know, their heads pretty much cracked open with yes. the 2020, especially Donald Trump being president for what three and a half years now. Yes. What happens then? And so you're meeting those people, and it's like, oh my god! It's like what happens when you get, you know, punched in the face for the first time? Yes. How do you react? Yes. Everyone's not handling it, or. Maybe they are. And maybe everyone is handling it the same. 
It's just we're seeing people differently than who we pictured them as before. And I love it, honestly. <laughs> and I think I think possibly and it's that's I think it's uh I like it too because I try not to judge people in my life, right? I, I got right. used to judge people heavily, right? And I and at the time the, the the odd narcissistic fucking thing about it is I would do this while telling myself I'm not judging people. You know what I mean? Like, but like deep down I was like, oh, they're like this. And then I'm like, I don't really know. So I kind of just quit on people, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't analyze them. I don't want to, I don't really want to know too much. If you are who you are, and that's great, as long as it doesn't affect me. But it's so open now, right? That like you're getting presented with with people. And I had this idea of who a lot of people were. And it's changing now because they're speaking out their truths more. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And And so it's like, but here's my dilemma, right? Do is accepting that for who they are, right? Even if it's if if they've shown me to be someone that like I don't necessarily agree with their way of thinking or the shock of finding out who some of these people are is making me feel a certain way. You know what I mean? And I know it's it's judgment, but right. I can't get away from it. Like you know, sometimes you you can't unsee things. You know what I'm saying? And right. it's like I, I want to unsee it, but I can't. I know how you feel because you keep showing me, and so I, I'm supposed to act like I don't know that. What what do I do? You know what I mean? Right. See, my per- perception on that is I take it for a grain of salt, especially since the world just grabbed everybody the shoulders and shook them. So it's almost the initial reaction people are biting off. It's like. What do you, you know? So I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt in the sense of they're not used to this. So how do you react then forward? Yes. And so, and that is, it's just fascinating because it's just comes back to the human mind and what we're, we've been so comfortable all years, you know, the new norm, you know, yeah. this is so differently, this whole culture now, and the world's going to be so different because why we have to progress forward to catch up to, you know, technology to find out who we truly are as humans and all this other shit, but it all ties together. And so yeah. that's why like, I kind of leave judgment out of it because it's like, we're all like lost little kids at heart still, and we don't know what we are or what this is all about. We guess, but then, so somebody, you know, gets mad over a quick fight it's like oh that's your initial reaction but then as time goes on and they're 40 and like yeah i used to dumb shit when i was 18 it's like you kind of grow and you learn so how do you so good thing is like how do we get that to not last 30 years (laughs) where you look back and like how do i learn and grow bitch how can we do this within five years i have a question for you okay are are we undervaluing judging because when you say you say we we leave judgment out of it it's a uh, go for a minute and clarify that because everything else in life, we really base on judgment, right? We make judgment calls on everything that is non-human hmm. and it's, and it's seen as a, as a, I don't know, a practical way of doing life, right? That's a judgment call. This is probably going to be better than this. This is probably going to be better than that. The risk on this is that should we do humans as commodities as well? Oh, that's so like interesting. Maybe, maybe my judgment of this person is that they don't line up with what my final goal is, right? 
So instead of me trying to change them or anything like that, perhaps I should just make a judgment call to not get involved or to get involved or any of that. I don't, I don't know where the example's not great, but do you understand what I'm saying? I do, but let me answer that with a question because it's the only possible way I can, we can gain a little clarity, at least in, from my perspective. Mm-hmm. So if I, I think life is one big game and we can fill in that blank with any other word that we choose, but the question is like, so when we don't know what we are or what we're doing in this world, life, earth, whatever you want to put it, universe, why do we do the things that we do? And why do we live the way we live? Okay. So as in like, if we don't know what any of these things are, what, what spawns my thinking from then on to make my judgment calls for myself or other people? If we don't know who we are or what we do, or what we're capable of, or what any of this truly is, right? Yes. Then what are we really talking or thinking about? Because then, so I don't know where judgment comes from in there besides just a, a, a nail on the wall that that happens to skip a beat. So my philosophy is we have to just get in tuned first, start from the ground zero where who the fuck are we? How do we yes. think? Where does our mind go from here? And then we can create words of like, well, does it benefit me? You know what I mean? Why do we do what we do? But do you let's. All right, let's throw this question out there because this is going to be the most important question that we ever deal with, but like in this forum. And it's a question that we're never going to answer. And that's going to sound crazy, but I'm throwing it out there. We know we're never going to answer it, but it's the basis for all of this, right? Definitely. Backstory, me and you've been friends for years. We've had these conversations for years. And I still don't think we have the answer to this question and maybe the answer changes but my question is how do you know who you are hmm. so like for you not for for your advice to people how do you know who you are right it's a great question yeah, <laughs> and it's man and and it and it ties into the era honestly i so i, I was taking notes the other day just because i mind jam with myself and i was taking notes and it's just like am i following different eras or seasons in my own life and then I adapt to them so Mm -hmm. when I'm little you know living in New York City am I adapting with the times yes then I move to Indiana and I adapt with the times and all of a sudden like it's more street life and then I move to Oregon everybody's fucking nice as shit over here it's like yeah well then what am I gonna do and also I'm like I hit the I hit a wall and I'm like well I have to be a different person and so it's almost through these experiences I have to figure out who I am but then I mean it's a double sided coin I can first one be whoever the fuck I want to be and just say this is it I'm going to be this outspoken I don't give two fucks I'm going to say what's on my mind but hopefully do the right thing internally and externally so it's definitely a guessing game but I think with this whole era the whole world shifting as well getting you know shaking the shit out of us it's like who are we going to be next and that's what i i'm like kind of fascinated about it because i think that the possibilities are endless if we are here now thinking like this doing the things here it's like huh we're young as fuck early 30s man jesus and you know just for context for the listeners we've been having this conversation 
since the point where we were saying we're young as shit, early 20s. <laughs> There's 10 years into this conversation at least. So my question to you, I like the it changes with the seasons, right? How do how do we get to a place where we can see the change before it has to happen? Does that make sense? So like I feel like as children we grow up and we adapt through situations cuz you're almost you have no control over it, right? Leaving New York City, you had no control over. Right. You were forced to adapt to Indiana. How, as adults, do can we not predict what's coming, but, like, is there certain kind of eyes that we have to look out to see what's, like, okay, I see this, and, and I'm going to be ready for it, right? Not I'm going to adjust when the world forces me to adjust. Right. Hmm. I would say you'd have to be, it's, it's, it's going to be one of those catch 22 things where you have to be ready to be open and that's it. You just have to have that, have an open mind with what's going to happen next. That way you can move like water and be fluid around it or through it, whichever way you want to go. But you can't like, cause the stigma in my head when we think about the future quote preparing for it yeah that that can have a you know an undertone of fearful fearfulness for some people and that could be scary you know yeah the unknown itself so how do we do, how do we prepare for the unknown essentially well just be open-minded create a create a certain solid foundation internally to where you know what's next whatever happens next is not going to affect you Okay. But then again, if it does, then that's what brought us here. I'm yeah. in Oregon right now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's a catch 22. <laughs> and it, the crazy thing is like, it's, it leads us, there's something beautiful about being a child, right? Right. Because ideally, like with no, if you can't control a situation, you're also, it's built in that you're not at fault, right? So, like, there's something freeing in living that way, right? I was right. forced into this situation. So, As almost no, no matter what the outcome is, you're successful at it, right? So, mm-hmm. say you're, you're put into a fucked up situation and you just simply survive. No one's going to look at you like a loser. No matter where you're at when you come out on the other side. You could still be at the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. But based on your circumstance, like everything is kind of judged differently when you're a child. That is correct. And it's like, that is interesting. Do, do we have knowledge of, and I think it changes for, for most men. Like I always say that like men mature differently than women do, right? Right. And I think maturity is nothing, to me, maturity is nothing but awareness, right? When you start to have self-awareness, mm-hmm. that's when you can start to be more mature, because your self-awareness will lead to you being a little more mature, right? And Ooh, that happens like differently that. for that happens differently for people, right? Yes. Now let me ask you this: When do you become responsible for your own life? So when where's that breakoff point from the child to adult or a child to you becoming self-aware? Now, should children be more self-aware at an early age? And, and hence, are they more responsible for the way they live their life? I believe children are self-aware. 
Hmm. I believe self-awareness is a honest space, right? Right. It's a pure space. And I think you only get it twice. When you mature into a man and when you're born as a child. Because most of the time, children understand the things that we can't, that we as adults think we can't make them understand, right? I'll, right. I'll, I'll use a personal reference. Me and my kid's mom was together for almost 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so probably the, the last year and a half, two years of that situation, we were pretty much just roommates, right? And right. so when we finally had the conversation of this kind of has to end, I got to go, right? It's time for me to go on and move into my own space. And we've got to end this thing because there's no romance here. We have a great partnership when it comes to raising these kids. But like, there's no romance here. Mm-hmm. It took us a month to figure out how to talk to the kids about this, right? The actual conversation with the kids were super easy because they already could tell. Right. Sponges. They're sponges. And because they adapt to everything, they can innately tell when something is changed, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. And so as children, we give them... We give them the credit of innocence, right? But right. children manipulate parents. It happens all the time. I have a one-year-old that if she wants another snack, she'll walk up and hug and kiss daddy and give him the smile. It's manipulation, right? It oh, is an yeah. awareness. It is an awareness that I can change this situation in my favor. So I right. believe that kids have it. And I believe that they don't, they just don't know what this is, but they have it naturally. I was about to ask you, is that a primitive trait or is that learned? I think it's primitive, bro. And here's why I think it's primitive. Because of all the things that happen in the wild, right? right? When animals go to hunt, when zebras change their stripes, when all these things that happen in the wild. So in the wild, when it's mating season, right? The, the colors of some animals change. They start to walk around differently, right? Because they have to attract a mate. So they are doing something they wouldn't normally do because of the situation. Mm. Mm. To me, that we would be idiots to believe that these things happen, but us as humans don't, right? Yeah. You can raise 30 pit bulls. And you feed them by hand every day. You walk out and it's a feeding frenzy. They run up and they won't do what? They will never bite you. Why is that? You feed them. You're the one that feeds them. Let a stranger walk through that yard. They're ready to attack and kill. The situation is different. They don't attack you. It's not because that's it. If, If they weren't aware, they would just be biting every human that came their way. But the old saying goes, what? You don't bite the hand that feeds you. Mm-hmm. I think it's primitive, man. I think it's just in. It's yeah, just in I think there, you're right? And yeah. I don't think kids know how to turn it on and turn it off. That's why I think theirs is is there. It's powerful, but it's only really powerful because maybe they don't have the maturity to understand what's happening. You know what I mean? So it's a pure natural thing. But you know what? You mm-hmm. hold some responsibility too. Because you're doing this. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, 
where does the innocence get cut off from adults as well? You know, because I think we have a stigma based on adults. We're like, no, you're not a child anymore. You need to do this or act like this. And that's like, it's like, well, that's, we're still inbreded with our animal instincts. And depending how you're raised or what environment or culture you're surrounded in will dictate perhaps the next, you know, avenue you take in life. Yeah. And then the next question is, should it? I, I guess it doesn't matter. It will, whether you like it or not. <laughs> but as it, if it should, then what do we need to do? Do we need to nurture more or let nature t- take its course earlier? See, I lean towards let nature take its course earlier, but I don't mm-hmm. have any mind-blowing explanation as to why it should be that, right? You yeah, know I mean? it's, like, it's not like you're going to kick your 10-year-old out in the streets be like, yo, bro, yo t- grow up, baby, let's yeah. go. Yo, man, <laughs> figure it out. What do we do? You know? Yo, get a job. Legal age is six. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Four years behind. And I, it and doesn't, that's, but should it? <laughs> man. <I'm... laughs> so funny thing. So I've been watching like, I've been watching so we're we're electing well we're not we're actually not a part of this process at all so the president nominated for someone for the supreme court and this goes along with exactly what we're just talking about right Mm -hmm. so in this stupid fucking process listen to this process right so if they nominate a judge for the supreme court the judge has to go and sit before the senate and every senator is allotted 30 minutes to question this judge right okay it's the stupidest fucking wasted time ever you want to know why because at the end of this thing it's just a vote and basically if the republicans brought her to the table they have more senate seats it's already gonna happen right but anyways so i've been watching these because i'm just interested in like what kind of questions are we asking and why i'm more interested in i'll be honest like my sports is pretty much done right so yeah. I'm more interested in the, the the differences between the two sides going at this lady. And so she said something to me that was interesting. She calls herself as a judge. And when it comes to the Constitution, she's an originalist, right? Meaning she takes the text of the Constitution to be law. It isn't to be altered, changed or any of that. So as a judge, that's how she's going to rule, right? And so it made me think about that. And I had to, I keep asking myself, should it be? Because this shit was written 300 years ago. Oh yeah. Like, bro, that's like, think about that. Should this still be taken for it's solely by its word? Let's remember at the time this was written, people that looked like me and you were considered three-fourths of a man. Oh, yeah, exactly. And then let's take into the, the fact that, like, at the time this was written, there was none of the technologies that we have today that have absolutely changed the world. So why should everything else change? Except this doctrine that was written 300 fucking years ago. Like, that's insane to me. They were wearing wigs at the time. 
They were the men. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like, lady, you said you're an originalist. You're aware that at the time that this document was written, you would not be welcome at the state house, woman. You did not have a vote, woman. Yeah. And you think those guys got it right? <laughs> I couldn't. I just. I can't understand that. And so that's like, so when you say like, you know, should it be societies teaches us it's this, this and that should that ever, how should that evolve? And should it evolve? Cause I, I fully believe that like, yo, these things have to update. Like oh, we're yeah. still living under rules set forth by people that wore wigs and said, women can't not, they can't vote, bro. They can't, they couldn't go to the state house. It's yeah. not a place for women. Yeah, doesn't sound original at all to me. It sounds like she wants to appeal to the white male top leaders of the world who are controlling at least that demographics and just get her foot in the door. Listen, I listened to this lady talk for two days, right? Mm -hmm. She sounds very logical, very rational as well, right? She like she doesn't sound like an idiot. She doesn't sound to me like she's trying to sound smarter than she is. She seems very rational. And so my point, if I was a Democrat on this board, I would have one question for her. Donald Trump came and sat down in your living room to vet you to see if you would be good. Right. In your living room was you, your husband and your children, two of which are black that you had adopted he asked you a question and you answered and y'all went back and forth and he left your house saying she's the one I need to know the context of the conversation that happened in the house and what did you tell him because who you are appearing to be right now doesn't match up with anything that he could actually want right because right. he's the president that has done so many unconstitutional things why mm -hmm. the fuck would he pick you who you say you're an originalist i don't know somebody's Maybe. winning something and i don't know what it is he probably set this different bar standard and she's like well if i go back to the basics Maybe I can go back to this original thinking idea because the whole radical movement of the world right now is this Donald Trump era. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. if I can go back to the basics, perhaps I can return things back to some normancy. And maybe yeah. that's as far as her thinking goes. It's it's possible. It's again, it, it was one of those things that it saying what you said about like the should it, it, it led me to I was just thinking that shit about this. I was sitting yeah. there like, should we? Should we really be listening to what they say by the text? And by the way, they talked weird back then. That shit reads weird now. You would not talk like that. Because oh, yeah. things changed. It changed. Simple as that. Everything else is expected to change in this world. Everything. Except that one old weird document. <laughs> and I find that interesting. And I think the reason that they don't want that one old weird document to change is because written in that document was nothing but advantages for the white man. And yeah, I believe there are a few of those people left that that's all they have to hold on to. Hmm. 
because maybe they didn't evolve as they should have. Oh, I think you're right. I think that's what it comes down to. That's just the way I feel about it, man. But that, I would and, love to hear the story of her saying original idea, originality, and proposing a new set to revise it. Yes. Now, that would have blown me out of the way. Like, oh, great. Yeah. Let's hear it because we have to change. Or if anyone just said, hey, guys, do you guys think that maybe we should put together like a commission to just review it and update it? Like, like let's just have a commission, a bipartisan commission people from your side people from our side kind of look at this thing and say there's a few things in here that we can all agree well that kind of doesn't play anymore you know what i mean and then there's some things that's like well that's kind of still relevant and we need to keep this there like the freedom of speech that whole article is so weird now because it never took into account that communication would blow up into this major thing right at the time there's books and there's newspapers now there's twitter does donald have freedom of speech on twitter yeah what's the constitution saying about that (laughs) i don't know i feel like maybe he shouldn't tweet some of the things that he is but then again i feel like maybe that the first amendment gives him the right to (laughs) yeah exactly and honestly would we like our president to tweet every day? And honestly, I wouldn't mind hearing from the president from inside, some inside trader information type thing for the people, by the people. Give us the 411 real quick. But yes. then again, if you're just spitting on your own off emotion yes. bias and ideologies, then <laughs> that's a different story. <laughs> well, what if, and also, what if it's found out that he's given us lies? Oh, is yeah. he still is he still protected by the First Amendment? Because by the text, he is. Oh yeah, by the text, he is. He's <laughs> in his full right and shit. But should he be held to some higher responsibility of truth? Like, fam, you're responsible for a lot right now. <laughs> uh, one would think. <laughs> one oh, would my think. Gosh, so. and I think this is why I don't really like. I've been more interested in politics lately, just because. I like the knowledge of it. I'm learning a lot of things I didn't know, and it's making some things that's happened in the past make more sense to me. But like, it's it's a fucking game, bro. They are playing. Like they are playing, and I'm like, damn. Yeah, they. Re- I think it's one big game. And before we we talked before this, when I brought up like I think Donald Trump's this wild card to kind of shake shit up to see what mm-hmm. the people are tolerable enough. What what can they get away with? What where's our mindset? Where's our socialism at? You know, how do we act as people in these times when you throw a curveball at us? And it just kind of shows our weakest spots. Where you know where can the floodgates be? <laughs> you know drawn in from and i think that's where they're it's just one big social experiment i think donald trump is i can see that i can see it and it's it's gets it's been tiring you know what i mean that's that's the word i like because like a lot of times i will follow into these stories right I'll, i'll read something on twitter because by the way my twitter has been phenomenal lately i went through and i cleaned out mm-hmm anything that I didn't value Mm -hmm. so literally Twitter might be the only one left where the algorithm doesn't play you you can still kind of control so oftentimes when I'm on there I do find myself 
actually reading into tweets that I see that are interesting because it leads me down of I want to know what this, what is this? What bill is that? Yes. What are they talking about? Oh shit! I didn't know them niggas lied like that on. You can't lie to the Senate, can you? You know what right. I mean? It's so, just like so on Twitter. Do you catch what's on trending most most often than not? No, I don't. I have to actually go to my the page that shows me what's trending just because. Now every now and then I do because sixty percent of what I follow is sports related, right? Right. And people tweet sports. So, yes, it will be what's trending, but a lot of the times it's it's literally my days are exactly the same over my days. My Twitter days read the same pretty much every day. Right. Mm -hmm. Different tweets, same subjects, baseball, basketball, politics get mixed into there and podcast. (laughs) Right. And whatever my favorite podcasters athletes or sports journalists are talking about but that's it each tweet that i read in a day can be directly tied back to i follow this person with a purpose and that's how i got down this weird aerosmith rabbit hole right like my favorite (laughs) baseball writer wrote about (laughs) it's just a little stupid shit like that but like i do enjoy it for that reason though but i don't ever see the like yesterday, uh, Cardi B's titties were out. I heard about that. I didn't see it until I actually w- went to like what's trending. When I get through my own timeline, then I'll go see what's trending. That shit, her titties have been on Twitter for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I, no one that I knew was talking about it, right? Like, and I'm like, right. oh, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not in the grand scheme of things, but like, for this social world thing, you know, I'm like, I was like, damn, that's yeah. crazy. Then I look at the top tweet and it says like eight hours ago, and I was like, what the f- damn, okay, I didn't see this, but that's funny. On to the next thing. Oh, Ariana Grande's got a new album. Cool. On to the next thing. You know what I mean? It's right. It's I do like Twitter because it's uh it's more on demand for me. You know what I mean? I've tried to do that with my Instagram and my Facebook. It never works. They just start to show me things that they like. It never works. I'll still get three or four posts in and it's like, wait, what? I don't follow them. Where did this even come from? You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you, you don't use Twitter that much, do you? No. Well, maybe once a week, if that. Yeah. See, if I were to look at my screen time, I'm, I'm probably on Twitter more than any other social network yeah i i, I still don't get it <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't get how do you use it i get instagram post some pictures and tell a little story facebook you just fuck spew some shit out and then twitter just i'm like huh what who where yeah it's it's uh i think i started my twitter account in 2011 so I'm almost huh. like 10 years in on this thing. You know what I mean? So I know it's it's a comfort level with me. I had Twitter before right. I had Instagram. So and when did, it, when did Twitter come out? Because was it around that time or before? I would say 2009-ish, right? Mm, still fresh and new then. And I learned about Twitter through sports, which is why I think I, I lumped the two together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's because like I noticed, I remember it. I used to watch this show on ESPN called Cold Pizza. It's now called First Take, but like mm. it used to be called Cold Pizza. 
and they were the first ones to put the Twitter bird and their handle on there, right? Mm. And were saying things like, follow me on Twitter. And I was like, what the fuck is Twitter? But I see it every day. So then I set up a Twitter account and it was a ton of athletes. So at the time, this was the first time that I had quote unquote direct access to, to athletes, right? Following them on Facebook wasn't a thing because Facebook pages wasn't around yet. And there's no Instagram, right? right? So an athlete can literally tweet at Dairy Queen right now, which is not information anybody needs to know, but you have that level of knowing what the some of your favorite athletes are doing, you know? Training number two, hitting training today, this, this, and that. And that was the first venue in which I had that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh shit, no, this is this is LeBron James tweeting. This is such and such. Act this is them. It's almost like they're texting me. Right. And that makes sense there. Cause I was like, well, why not Facebook? And then Facebook was like rolled out to college campuses first. But then yes. the idea of speaking to celebrities, it's like, well, the shit, they jumped on this full force. And I that's kind of intriguing. I jumped into it less about speaking to celebrities more about piquing my curiosity on like what it takes to be an athlete right like Mm. do you know what i don't know what a baseball player does all day right we just see them when it's game time but maybe he's up at 6 a.m why breakfast training um stretch like just little things like that and again none of it it's not it wasn't always that organized and it never is you, you learn things about them that otherwise you may not learn. But Twitter started to become the spot that athletes would make announcements at, too. So athletes started getting into this game of, I can break my own news, and then I control the narrative, right? Right. So free agents were announcing where they were going to go play on their Twitter accounts. Mm. They were doing this, this, and that. Sometimes these these athletes would go back and forth on Twitter. Then Twitter used to be cool for going live, going live, Facebook, Instagram. They all got it from Twitter because Twitter had this service called Periscope. I think it's still around, honestly, if I'm I think so. But no one uses it quite like that anymore because Instagram has kind of set it up a little bit better. But like if you wanted to see someone go live and then it was cool because it's like you're tuning into that person's TV channel and I would watch this on ESPN you know what I mean yeah but it's like oh shit that's such and such and they're answering questions and they're doing this it was it was it was more of that to me it was more interactive and that's kind of why I gravitated towards that what was yeah. but what was your first one was it Facebook or Instagram for you the first one that you got like into into it was Facebook which I've deleted twice over I don't know, probably like a 15 year span or something like that. I've deleted my fucking Facebook 30 times. <laughs> Jesus. And, but it was first, it was all about recon- seeing where the college parties were because it was only two colleges and I was at Indiana State and it was like. And you had to have the college email to, to and, sign up. Exactly. And there was yeah, like, hey, I the party is going to be here this day or that day. And that's why I signed up. Because it was the heart of it. And I was trying to meet girls. Besides, And then it was Facebook for my interacting. I used Facebook to find parties. And and then oh, MySpace to really like, hey, what's up? Let's, parties going on over here. 
but yeah. I've always been a rebellious when Twitter and Instagram came out. And I've never, I've joined them both probably like what, like two years ago. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Instagram came out. <clears throat> Ironically enough, the, the, the thing for Instagram that they, that I don't know what they wanted to be known for, but what they were actually known for at first were their filters, right? I noticed that girls would post pictures on Facebook using an Instagram filter. So they would take the picture with Instagram, right? Save it to their phone and then only post it in Facebook because they had all the filters you could put on it and there was nothing else doing that at the time. So I know they wanted to be a social media network, but right. really it was just the cool looking pictures just because of the filters. At the time, I don't even remember it being comments there, right? Right. And it was just commenting and liking wasn't something that you've done with that kind of stuff back then. And so I never really got into it, into it, only because I didn't give a fuck about taking pictures like that. You know, we just don't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah, just it. I had an Instagram because I started to see that people were posting more pictures on Instagram. But this is before Facebook owned Instagram. Instagram continued to give us a chronological order of the algorithm. I believe the algorithm is what ran me away from Facebook. And it's starting to do the same for me for, for Instagram. Right. My thing, why is it so intriguing? So we have all these platforms. Well, let's say just the top three, oh, at least that I'm familiar with. So we got mm-hmm. Facebook, we got Instagram, Twitter. Twitter, we have like speech, language, word. Instagram used it for pictures. So we have like this kind of like a the site right and then when yes. we when we read the words off twitter more or less it's kind of like sound right yes so are, are we just being attacked by all our emotional senses as a human and based on what you just said about twitter real quick yeah i always read tweets in the voice of the person that tweeted it right i noticed that one day if it's a shack tweet I hear Shaq's voice in my head when I'm reading it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. So, mm, and that, that kind of has to do with it. Yeah. More connection based, even though it's, yes. it could be his PR person writing it, but I say it's not. No idea. Yep. I'm just so intrigued and lost based on the fact, you know, besides being social media, being dicting and all our, you know, our handheld devices always in front of us 24 seven, but so if we if we had to create another platform, what sense do you think it could touch on that people would be into? So if, if we had the five senses of you know touch, sight, hearing, smell, and taste, like those kind of like get close to it, right? And is that our primitive nature? Is that why we're so intrigued and into these platforms? Because we're seeing these vivid pictures. It blows up our eyeballs. And then Twitter kind of the same thing, but with the language in our voices, in our heads. Yes. And then Facebook, I think it's more of a, hey, I get to connect with family and share some shit and that's it. But so, so we're missing some other senses. What do you think we can attack with that? Attack. Let me, let me, let me say something to preface it. Then we'll go into the attack. Something that interests I thought about when you were talking. So I treat, I don't know what senses they are. But I did notice that I treat 
all of the platforms differently. Right. I if your Facebook post is longer than three lines, I ain't reading that shit. Mm. It's too much. I'm not doing that. On Twitter, if I can see that it's a thread, I'm reading every fucking tweet in the thread. <laughs> yeah. Why I is get that? Ex- That's crazy. I no fucking clue. I get excited and I'm reading every tweet in the thread. I get more excited to see a threaded tweet. But on Facebook, if that shit is too long, I'm out. <laughs> right. And that's intriguing. So like on Instagram, if you don't see a beautiful picture, but you see words in picture form, is that different? Oh, good question. I don't know. On Instagram, I'll say it's the same thing. I never know what your caption said. Mm, Right. Ever. Ever. Unless it's in your story. I will pause on a story to read everything you wrote. If you write a big, long thing in your story, I will hold my thumb down so I can read that whole fucking thing. But if you were to put a picture with it and post it, I would never read your caption. You know what's funny? Same here. Now, I believe we have this universal consciousness that we all kind of do roughly the same thing in in certain situations, especially these social media platforms. But I'm like, fuck, what is, what is this fucking human code pattern thing that they've tapped into? And we're like, we can't rewire it back. And it's just like so fascinating that somebody's just got got our attention like that but we do special things like that in stories i'll hold yes. it pause it too to read it because like why is this more important than the post <laughs> i don't know because <laughs> this shit's about to disappear and maybe i can't i can't go back Ooh, to it it could be that you know, 24 hours oh so it's the fear of missing out what people call fomo you know yeah so we kind of have that ability too where it's just like we don't want to miss out on shit huh. that's just interesting yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Fear of missing out. And that's another fucking thing that... Whew. And, do you, you know, the, the future talk, too. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So what do you think the... Sticking with the social media side of it, what do you think... Do you think that plays a factor in, like, these kids these days that grew, you grow up with social media? Mm. What do you think the fear of missing out or what social media does to that fear? Oh. What does social media do to the fear of missing out? Yeah. I think we're experiencing things more through our <laughs> through our lenses while we sit on a couch rather than physically experiencing it. But does the brain know the difference? Hmm. And I'm not sure That's if it question. does or not. And so, because after that, it's like, well, <laughs> then yeah. it's like, when do you need vitamin D? Eh, I don't know. I'm cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Let's take a break real quick. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pitch one of my other podcasts, and you're gonna go take a piss or something. It sounds good. Be right back. back. Right. Perfect. So, listen, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, trust me. The other podcasts that I do are probably nothing near as astute and in-depth in thinking as this, right? I'm into sports. I'm into the Yankees, and I love the NBA. So I have two other podcasts that you could check out wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Look for the NBA Culture Podcast 
Also look for Party and Pinstripes podcast. If you need a favorite place to listen to podcasts, because maybe you're new to this thing. And I was having a conversation the other day and someone told me that, hey, you guys should really start teaching people about podcasts, right? Where they can listen to, how they should be listening to it, etc. You can find this podcast as well as my other podcast on Apple Podcasts. If you have an iPhone, it is natively on your phone and it is free. Just go inside of there, search for Cloud Conversations. You can also listen on Spotify. Same thing. It's free. Now, Spotify does have a premium plan, but that's more for music, right? And so if you want to get the premium plan or whatever, it just doesn't, you don't have to have skips. You can have unlimited skips with your music, but you don't need to do that to listen to a podcast. Same thing. Go into Spotify, search for Cloud Conversations, and be a Culture Podcast, Party Pinstripes, all of those, you know, you can get it there. If you use SoundCloud, you can also listen to podcasts on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on YouTube. So you have a lot of options to listen to whatever your favorite podcast may be. And it's usually always free. You back? Free is good. Ah, free is so good. Okay, and we're back. So back to what you were saying about is is it the idea that they're sitting on the couch and watching their essentially what they're watching is the highlight reels of their friends, right? Right. And so there has to be a part of me wonders like what that what the effect of that is on them. Because imagine you're a 14 year old kid, right? Okay. And you're, there. You've you've known you've known Instagram since you've been of age to know what any of that is, right? Right. And on Instagram and on YouTube are all these kids that seem to be having the best time of their lives. They've got millions of views. They're making money doing what they're doing. They're popular. They're at parties. They're at concerts. They're at all of this. Every time you open that app, is that just a constant reminder to them? Fuck, I don't do nothing. I'm not cool. I'm not popular. Damn. Like, you you see what I'm saying? So, like, how does that play with them? Because we're we're lucky. We came from that perfect generation. Like, we're (laughs) the perfect ones, right? Where we had to go through childhood, luckily, without that shit. Right. Let's go 80 babies. (laughs) And we was the first ones to get that shit, right? You already know. And so, like, we know what it's like to not be there. It's cool. We understand that life outside what it really is. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know that these kids understand, bruh. I think they're judging themselves off of their friends' highlight reels. Like, I don't think they understand that's a highlight reel. Your friend, she just posted all the pictures that she thinks she looks good in. Right. She has 10,000 pictures on her phone. She's got 48 posts on Instagram. What does that tell you? (laughs) Well, I'm kind of curious why that is the commonality of the talk of Instagram. Because I've I've heard that talk, you know... Once you hear Instagram, then you hear that talk about, you know, um, the reflection of this, you know, people flashing money or going these extravagant vacations. But is it also like Twitter in a sense to where 
you get to subscribe to who you want to see and what you want to see is everyone subscribing to those extravagant things i feel like you used to i feel like you used to i think the difference between twitter and instagram instagram was designed to be appealing to the eye Mm. period and twitter was Mm. designed it was designed to push out information quickly at first they pitched it as a news company bro huh yes that's what the the little bird it's just like a little carrier bird that's carrier pigeon that you would send news and information it was it was designed that way instagram was designed to appeal visually right right and so i don't like to keep talking about the algorithm because i feel like the more i say that it makes me sound like conspiracy theorists right but you used to be able to control what was in your feed my challenge to anyone that listens to this, me including you, go through your Instagram for one week and see if you can control what you see. Because they have found new ways with the algorithm to take you into the place that most of the eyeballs are already at. Right? right. And it's it ends up being the place that has the most extravagance or the most this or the most... It's the guy talking super crazy about LeBron. It's the big time conspiracy theorist. It's the Donald Trump said this about this. It's never just, uh, it was an average day. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because if I go click on my following right now, how many people I'm following, which is 982 people, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it drops it down to two categories. My least interacting with, and it shows 50 people. My most shown in my feed, 50 people. And I noticed this today and I'm like, I mean, I want to, if I'm following these people, I kind of want to see a little bit of everybody follow 900 plus people. Why are you just showing me the, the top 50 people? Yeah. Now think of, and the crazy thing is this, if you think of someone that you know, you follow on Instagram, but you, you, you haven't seen them post in a while, go mm-hmm. look at their profile. I bet they posted five times. You just oh, yeah. never seen it right you can't control it at this point and that's my problem with it i understand the algorithm from the business side right we need to do whatever we need have to do to keep their eyeballs inside of instagram because that's what that's the commodity is their attention right so as a business person i fully understand what they're doing i'm not saying they're trying to change the youth of america or anything like that they're just trying to keep their fucking attention and i get it but my problem is as a consumer you didn't give me the option. I like your product because I want to use it the way that I want to use it. Now you're telling me how I have to use this. Right. I don't like that. I just don't. And that's just, that's just, that's a, that's me. You know what I mean? No. Yeah. It makes total sense. Me and you, we come from a different era. Like we understand what it means. I, I say to be outside, but like, you know what I'm saying when I say that, right? Like when we used to have to call people. Oh yeah. Hold on. Remember bro, phone let numbers? Me call. <laughs> Hold on, fam. Let me call him on. Let me three-way him in real quick. Let me beep him in. And like we would have to do those things. Okay. Well, what time are we all gonna go to the park? Because there's no texting. <laughs> fam, you just gotta be there, right? Like, and yeah. so like we come from that era. So we I think we can adapt. So yeah, the algorithm fucked with us, so we adapt to it, right? Well, I get right. it. We'll still go here. Like I know if I need to waste time, 
Instagram is the place I'm going to go. Yeah, oh, I, I like that word adapt because when you talk about k- kids seeing these, let's say Instagram models and kind of feeling yeah. self-conscious about themselves, essentially that might what happened and this is what does happen because they think yeah. they're not good enough. How can they adapt to where they just look at that shit and just be like, okay, next, like whatever. But that's and not that's- happening, is it? It's not happening at all. But I believe it's because they've never seen the real shit. Hmm. We grew up, we seen the real shit. So we can tell what is, we can, we can look at something because we're that perfect generation, right? Because this is just as damaging to old people. What young people are to Instagram, old people are to Facebook. Yep. They don't know what the fuck they're looking at, bro. They just assume it's all real. They just assume it's all fucking real. That's true, man. It's the same disease from just two different sides. And what's and then going back to your original comment where like you felt like you were kind of ju- having this judgment mentality. When yeah. we get diary of the mind from the whole fucking world in our eyes, what are we supposed to do? How do we how do we weed out judgment and not have judgment? Because we just get flash flooded especially all these yeah. platforms but the whole people will just bah there you go and it's like well, especially shit. when the point of the point of the platform is to judge mm. right that's the point of instagram if it wasn't the point you would take the likes away oh yeah i like that i'm all for taking the likes away let's just Bro, see what you got they said that they were gonna do it months ago over the summer and they said they tried it in some of the oh my god yeah take likes and comments away no one can see it or leave likes but make it to where only the person that posted the picture can see it Mm. leave the comment you can comment but no one can see your comments kind of like a story when i post the story and you comment on my story it comes to my inbox and we can go back and forth about it i like that because like i if not, then yeah, your platform is built just to judge. And and, I, and again, I, that sounds judgy. I still use Instagram and I will still continue to use Instagram. But like I said, when I, I go to it, when I got time to waste. When yeah. I'm bored, it's the best way for me to waste time. But I start my morning with Twitter. The news, essentially. You start the, the morning news, with news. Bruh. It's the news. And I've been able to tailor my news to shit that I care about. Right. Oh, man, that's just so interesting. That's it's a, the daily news. How many uh-huh. people open a newspaper these days? Right. And, and, but what is the difference? If somebody else is, has a biased opinion, let's say at the New York Times, and you're reading that, is, is that mm-hmm. essentially the same as reading a fucking post or a tweet? It's exactly the same thing. But I guess with Twitter, you're just kind of reading it in long form. Well, it's kind of like with Twitter, you kind of hopefully you're getting it from that point of view from that person as opposed to like, yo, the editor went out there, deciphered it in his own way and then delivered it. See, on Twitter, it is it's it's you know, it's the person. And so I think that Twitter also has an accountability factor to it. Right. Right. As a journalist. So as as one of some of my favorite sports journalists, they know they can't just come and spew out ridiculous shit. Right. Yeah. 
because the Twitter community as a whole and your following as a whole, they're going to check you on it, right? Right. So you can't put out anything false because someone's going to check. There's an accountability to that. So you hold a responsibility like I may want. I think there's even people way more powerful than me with huge followings. I do believe that they think about what they tweet before they tweet it simply because if you value your audience, you really don't want to offend them, right? Oh, yeah. You're so gonna text. <laughs> you, you might. It makes you more conscious of what you do say. Not maybe change what you say, but maybe change how you say it so it can't be misunderstood. Right. right. I'm sure both happens. Does happen where like where you want people to like you, like you want to be the popular kid in high school type thing. So you're gonna say what is also appealing, but that's yes. just. I mean, I don't think that's ever gonna go away until we feel like we're the person who we want to be. But that's just growth. But yeah. let me ask yeah. you this ultimate question about this whole social media thing. What's one thing that these other platforms can learn that Twitter's doing right? The one thing I think that they could learn is Twitter has depth, if that makes sense, right? Expand. I think Twitter believes its audience has a certain level of intelligence, right? Like it puts the bar here. I fully believe that Facebook and Instagram think about their audience as if they're robots and idiots like i really do i really not like they're not like it's sinister in it i just think they treat their audience like children and i think twitter treats its users like adults hmm. like if i don't want to see anything that donald trump says i can take him out of my news feed and if i don't want to see anything anyone else says about donald trump I can do an advanced search and block. So I can put in the words, the two words, Donald Trump, and block it completely out of my newsfeed. So if you tweet something about Donald Trump, I won't even see it. Right. Because Twitter thinks I'm an adult and I should be able to I should be able to get the information that I want. And they can't, they shouldn't tell me what information is important to me. It's also, it has a true trending factor in it, right? Trending is a big word. Mm -hmm. Every single morning, if I wake up before 5 a.m., the top five trending topics are K-pop shit. <clears throat> Why is that? It's because over there, it's like 9 p.m. and their shows are on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And so America sleeps. So we're not talking about anything. But the Chinese are talking about their favorite K-pop bands. And I don't know what the fuck that shit be saying. But I realize it's five in the morning and this ain't for me. Huh. You can't super people that have big, big followings have been able to manipulate hilarious things into trending. If they were they, they, no, they do control it to a certain extent, but they allow adults to be adults. Right. Right. And so like Donald Trump will come out and say something and like they'll take over it twitter can take over the hashtag and make it trend so like when donald trump was talking about that alt-right group the proud boys or whatever right right gay twitter took over the goddamn hashtag proud boys and in anything you search with the proud boys pulled up some gay shit <laughs> right yeah. like it's stupid and it's childish but it's funny but it's like 
they had the power to do that because Twitter, that's Twitter's like, hey, this is how this works. This is the news, baby. And enough of them are, care about this, you know? Right. Now, with that said, let me read you some stats right now of demographics. Okay. So there's 34 of uh, 34% of Twitter users are females and 66% are males. And 20, yes. 22% of U.S. adults use Twitters. And then 24% of all Internet male users use Twitters. And so there are 262 million international Twitter users. Yes. So if we, if we break that down with the age group, if we use your reference of the K-pop, 44% of those are 18 to 24 years old. And that's a 2020 stat right there. Yeah. And that's got to say something too, with 31% being 25, 30, and the rest just go over. So it's just like, so what happens is these the younger demographics... Well, naturally, what happens when you age, bitch, the younger demographics are going to take over everything that we thought was ours, which is yep. <laughs> the snowball effect of life. Yes. And this is, it's interesting to see what the, the younger generations comes up with and turns the ball towards or passes the ball. So to. you said that you said refresh the stat for me. Sixty six percent of Twitter is men. Males. Yes. Now, I wonder. I don't know. But I wonder if they had the same introduction as me, sports. Mm. Mm, right. I wonder if they're, if what brought them in the door was the same thing for me. Cause it, again, it was pitched as the news and the, the super large worldwide reach of it doesn't surprise me. So outside of this country, there are, there are a handful and more than a handful of countries that control the news right the communist countries that north korea places like that china you can't get to certain parts of the internet north korea you can't get to any parts of the goddamn internet but if you have a twitter account they can't your government can't filter your news you see what i'm saying right so like if i live in north korea and i do have internet Yes, they're not going to let me go to CNN.com or any of the American websites. But I can go through Twitter and I can find out information. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I believe that that's the worldwide draw to Twitter. Is that. It is interesting that there's so many men on Twitter, though. Yeah. Maybe women are just That's more so focused doing some outside shit. <laughs> or or women are just more visually. Maybe On Instagram, the reward, huh? Right? Because re- if they no, 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 no. Here it is. The reward is higher for women on Instagram. If a oh, woman that's send, true. If a woman sends out a good tweet, she might get a couple responses. That might be cool. You you're a smart woman. But if she put that same tweet and a caption and a picture that's banging, the reward is higher on Instagram for her. Oh, yeah. Because we're primates. That's being using the. <laughs> and now where women are mostly now only fans. Fan. How, how can I capitalize on this Instagram shit? <laughs> that was yes. And it's like, uh, I'll tell you one thing that I do love, though. And, and as a creative, I fucking love this. And people are going to probably laugh and think it's weird to think but I'm joking. Because OnlyFans, huh? Bro, it is amazing. <laughs> it is so beautiful because that is everything that we do. 
if mm-hmm. you're a podcaster, if you're a video creator, all you ever wanted to do was get paid for your work. Ooh. Right? Okay, I see that. This OnlyFans is only a step away from Instagram, bro. That's all this is. It's a step away from private Snapchat. It's That's it. It's the next evolution of it, and it's beautiful. I yeah. fucking love it. I don't subscribe because I'm broke, but like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, listen, like, I, every time I see people I know, and I've seen a few of them, mm-hmm. they, try, they got an OnlyFans link, and it's like they're embarrassed to tell me. I say the same thing every time. Oh, that's dope. Because, see, you're a creative. You might just be selling pussy. I don't know. But, like, I don't look at these women like that. Because you're planning these pictures on Instagram. And you use those pictures to build up a following. Yeah. And that's no different than my favorite podcaster talking reckless to bring people in to go viral to bring you know what i'm saying exactly they said fuck the lights in the comments give me that money only fans (laughs) bruh that is the new hearts and that's hearts and comments right there is fucking just cash so let me give you what i think the new not the new trend is gonna be but here's what i think is next what's that we've been public everything is so public Mm -hmm. exclusivity is coming i am telling you you're gonna i for one i did it for technical reasons but i'll share what i've done right right my personal instagram i changed to private my engagement is 50 times what it was three weeks ago yeah i am getting friend request or request to follow me more than I was getting follows when I was public. And these are from real people. Interesting. I've had the interesting thing is my profile doesn't say anything about my loca- my location, which is Indianapolis, right? I've had four or five indie businesses follow my personal Instagram since I locked it down. Request to follow. I think it's something in the algorithm when they request to follow you it triggers something that shows you to them. Right. I locked my Instagram. My stories went from getting 35, 40 views to 70, 75, 80 instantly. Hmm. Instantly. Now, again, for me, that was technical reasons, but I think people are going to soon figure out <clears throat> as we move into this paying creator society, that like you don't have to put it all out there that's what OnlyFans is OnlyFans is private that makes sense people are paying to be a part of the private why do you think Patreon is massive Patreon is beautiful I I, me and you both like um, Flagrant 2 right yeah the, the podcast Flagrant 2 with Andrew Schultz and shit is that a, it's not Aziz what the fuck is his name we might have to edit that out i do not think all indians are aziz yes oh jeez can't even think of his name damn but anyways so so they're 
I always find it interesting. Akash, motherfucker. Akash. <laughs> you know you looked that shit up. You know I looked it up real quick because I said it's not Aziz. How are they gonna start with an A? Both of them. Fam, I don't know. But anyways, so like I'll see on Insta or on Twitter mm-hmm. that like Andrew will post a clip from the Patreon, right? His engagement is so big because everyone that pays to be a part of that Patreon, they feel like that's when their voice should be heard. They bond in his comments through that. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's almost like a, oh shit, the public don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) We're a part of this thing. Right. Fear of missing out though. Maybe that's it, but you see where I was going, don't you? Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you got to let me tie this shit together sometime. <laughs> <laughs> let me throw the alley-oop. <laughs> Yo, last two minutes, I was holding my breath. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm going with it. It's the fear of missing out. And pretty soon, they're going to see, oh, shit. No, 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 no. I don't want this to be public. If nice. you know, you know. With that said, I do think you're right. I think this is just an era where it's just like nobody knows what to do except just blast content out there and be like, this is it. This is it. This is it. That's just going to die off. And I think you're right. It's just going to be like no privacy things. You, if you want this, you have to do the next step. You have to click follow Absolutely. to get approval or you have yeah. to sign up for this to see this because it's worth it. But it's because it's, it's nothing like, else. I need to know you're here for the right reason. Boom, exactly. Because I'm like, yo, if you go to Amsterdam, you see fucking, you know, the red light special shit everywhere. Eh, you're going to keep walking because you see it through the windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you yeah. go to a place that's a boarded up warehouse that says, this is the spot, pay $5 yeah. to get in. You're going. You're going. Because, <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to miss that. <laughs> yeah. You have no clue. And it seems like. Yeah, de- definitely. That's it. It's just the fear of missing out. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's crazy. I'm going on my profile. I'll make my profile private right now. <laughs> Do it and just pay attention to the numbers. Pay attention yep. to the numbers because I was blown away. I, I figured it would have some kind of effect on it, but like I've also started to see posts from friends I haven't seen posts from in forever. Right. And I'm just like, oh shit, Kayla got married? Oh, she posted 30 pictures leading up to the wedding. Where have I been? Right? Right. And it's just like they started showing me my friends again. And it's like, okay, okay. I'm wondering if they don't have control. If the algorithm doesn't have as much control if my profile is locked. Right, that's true. The data that it's reading and sending out, maybe it, it alters what that data can be. I don't know. I don't know how this shit works, but you know what I mean? Like, it, it could make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, yo, when I closed that shit off, I was like, man, they've been playing us. <laughs> it makes sense. But even if, like, if you follow, like, business savvy people or, you know, high level entrepreneurs, they say, wherever the crowd's going, do the fucking opposite. You know, and that's yeah. kind of almost where the times is right now. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I definitely do think this is the year of the entrepreneur, though. You know, whether it's COVID, whether it's some fucking just 
that's mostly it's COVID, honestly, because I used to I used to have this philosophy as a human being. I used to think it's a right that we should not have to work nine to fives and be bred into this workforce thing as a human being. I'm like, I'm, I'm yeah. not sure what it does for us when our, our time's being spent like this. If you do the math, you know, you fucking lose 30 years of your life because you work at a nine to five job to your fucking, I don't know, 40, 50 or whatever it is. And it's just like, we needed that. So I almost like to think I manifested slightly some weird shit that was like, okay, here it is. You get this opportunity yeah. to be your creative self as a human being. What are you going to do with it when you are essentially alone with your own brain and you don't have any requirements to leave the house? What will you do now? And you're not eight years old, 10 years old, where you fucking just can do whatever. You have responsibilities, bills to pay. What do you do? And I love that dot, dot, dot afterwards because it's yours to fill in. But once you fill it in, I love it because it's liberating. I think you should. I think it's a necessity. It's a it's a given ex- human experience. I think we should all be enveloped in. And it's sad that COVID had to do this to us, but the blessing in disguise, yo. Now, do you think that... So when we talk about like entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Do you I understand this circumstances kind of push people towards doing what what it is that we do? Right. Do you think that people have to you have to be a little crazy already to do this? Not like okay, so let's take the let's take pandemic out of it, right? Let's okay. go back to just its mindset of an entrepreneur, right? Okay. Because your people, your people that you meet and you explain to them what you do, and they, or they find you through what you do or anything, they instantly think you're a what genius. Mm-hmm. They always do. I come across it all. The- Wait, you own this? You did that? Oh, right. Okay, okay. Well, what about this? What about like they talk to you like you're a genius, but like I feel like I'm crazy. And here's why I say I feel like I'm crazy. Right? I would much rather try seven or eight different things that make me a little bit of money that might equal what you make at your job right so i've got seven things that none of them have me rich right mm-hmm. i make about what i make an average living mm-hmm. i live with the odds that in a year i could be filthy fucking rich or i could be piss poor broke right Mm-hmm. I don't see any other way to live. I just don't. It's the idea of I have a nine to five working for someone that has already set my cap, like the highest I can be, is suffocating to me. But it's liberating to others. Does that make sense? Like th- them getting the job that they want is liberating to them. And to me, I'm just like, ooh, that's the scariest shit in the world, nigga. Like, yeah. Well, tell us about your last experience. So what's the last job you had? And was that the wake up call for you? The last job I had was at a factory. And yes, it was the wake up call. It wasn't the wake up call for me. I just did it because um, fear. Mm. Like I, it, it was it was in the middle of the first time that I jumped out the window as in like, I'm going to be doing my own thing from now on. Right. But the job before that was the one that defined who I am now Mm -hmm. at the gym. And so I was doing something I still enjoy doing, but at the time I already had it in me to be trying other things. Right. 
And at the time I was trying to do the online thing, and you were a part of my life during this, so you know, but I'm just gonna share this with everyone else. Like I try, I've tried to almost do everything you can do online, right? Affiliate marketing, this, this, and that. And it and to me, I'm not romantic about how I make a dollar. A dollar is just a dollar to me. And if you tell me we can get 10 of them by doing this, well, I'm saying, why my nigga, let's do this. I don't need, I don't care that you don't want to do it. We can make a dollar, you know? So I was doing a job and I was working for other people and it was just a job. And then that family made a family decision to leave and the job was just over. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose the job. <laughs> I understand if you lose a job, you get fired or whatever, you quit. I did not. It, and it, that showed me that any job I have, I am at the complete mercy of someone else. Right. Because I did the right things. <laughs> and they just decided to move back to California and close the business that I worked for. And that was just it. It didn't matter how my bills were going to get paid or not. And so that led me to literally I had one paycheck left in rent due in three weeks. I was going to be able to pay my rent at the time, but not for that next month. It was just mm-hmm. over, right? And they were like, maybe you can file for unemployment. That shit didn't work out. <laughs> and it's that shit takes forever, right? Yeah. So I was like, well, what do I know how to do? And what can I do? Literally, I wasn't able to find another. The problem with finding another job was we know it takes a week to find the job, a week to get the job, and then two more weeks to get paid. Mm-hmm. I don't have that kind of time. I literally Smart. didn't have that time. Yep. <laughs> I said, what I got? I got a vacuum. What do I know how to do? I know how to put websites together. All right, bet. I'm going to say I have a cleaning company, right? Because <laughs> it's cheap and I can go get the stuff to clean a house or clean whatever, and I can get paid that day. That's so it. I just did it. I came up with a name. I put put together a little website on the computer at the last job I had. <laughs> I don't know. I started posting on Facebook. I built a Facebook page for the business. And four days after that, the phone rang. And it was this. I'll never forget it either. It was this wind farm, right? They do alternative energy, the wind farm thing. So they had me come out there to this warehouse. Mind you, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, right? Right. I don't know if I'm supposed to charge them $10 or $10,000. i am just like, oh, yeah, this is eco-clean. Of course, it's what I do. So I go out there and I'm walking through with the lady. I know people. I don't really know the business. So as a person, I'm like, hey, what is it? Why did you call me? Like, like, let's get down to what it actually is that they're not giving you that 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 you need. Like, what are your spots that? And they're like, she's like, honestly, they just don't consistently take the trash out of every trash can. Oh, I could definitely do that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what are they charging you to do that? And she tells me, and I'm instantly, I'm just like, hmm, I gotta be honest, I'm more expensive than that. But I know that from marketing and business, right? I have already identified your pain point and I've already convinced you that I can fix it. Why? I made it seem like it wasn't a big deal. Oh, I got, it. don't worry about that. And she's like, okay, well, well, how much? And then again, with the exclusivity, I was like, you know, it's, it's going to be high, but we don't really lower our price. I never claim to be the cheapest in town. 
instantly I walked out of there with an $800 a week cleaning contract that I had to clean for two days a week, bruh. Yeah. I was making more money doing that two days, less time, way more money. And I honestly can't go back. It does not sound that too crazy to me because if she's paying somebody else X amount of dollars to not take out the trash, what you gonna pay me to do? She might as well pay you to take out the (laughs) motherfucker. Let's go. So you found a fucking need and you filled it and you're like, I'm gonna do the job and do it. I'm ego clean. Just exactly. making shit up. Let them know. I'm just making shit up. Check out Eco Clean of Indianapolis if you got the time. We the but now fast forward to now, we the best in the business mm-hmm. for real. Like like for real, and I love that. So like people, and again like, I un, people find jobs liberating. Oh my god, they find security in that. It's suffocating to me. And so I, what I fear, I fear that the pandemic is going to f- empower people to do some things that ain't really them, if that makes sense, right? Some They're going to be in the need of getting money like I was. The pandemic has forced some people to figure out how the fuck you're going to pay your rent, bro. Mm-hmm. If they run towards this entrepreneurship and they're not built for it, what happens? Or do is it the circumstance that makes the person? Or does the person have to kind of have that thing built up in them already? You see what I mean? Yeah. Cause I don't and I and it's not a there's a right answer. I don't know. It's just I, that's what I think about. It's just like I don't know. And I see a lot of it, like friends. That are trying trying to start their own little things. And I'm like, no, that's cool. But like, I don't think you're built for this. And that's no disrespect. But like, maybe this ain't for everybody. Maybe me and you have a different little gene in us, right? Right. That is just like, oh. I have a different, slightly different perspective. Because I feel like if you can work your years at a nine to five job learning a certain trade, all you have to think about is how to use that trade by yourself or with your own team. So you have yeah. certain skills and whatever it is, especially since we talked about before this podcast about how customer service is fucking taking over the world because we're all mm-hmm. going to be at home and you have to be ample at that. I think most jobs have some sort of customer service. You know what I mean? Sometimes that's the hardest part is just learning how to be essentially in front of people. How do people act? How can I react to them? And how do I serve people better? Because... Mm-hmm. You, you you don't get money out of trees. You got to get money from somebody else. How do you get money from somebody else? <laughs> you got to have customers. <laughs> How do you get yeah. customers? Bitch, you got to have customer service. And so I do think it's kind of like everyone has it. I just think it's a divide between comfortability and fucking <laughs> something else. It's almost yeah. like, because I for years, I've always felt... I didn't want to work at a job. I thought it was laziness. I used to tell my godparents, I have this disease called laziness yeah. and I, I cannot control it. I feel it inside of me. I don't know what it is. I just don't know. I remember like looking at my cat chilling in the sun when I was going to high school. I was like, I want to do that. Why do I got to go to this 
fucking school from eight in the morning to three in the afternoon. And then after that, Austin, you get a job. Why do I have to go to this job from nine to five? What's happening with my life? Can I hit pause? Can I break this shit? It's like, okay. And I paused and break it and was like, okay, wow, this shit that needs to be paid for. Then you get a job. You slowly think about it. It's like, whoa, this is, this is what they're doing. This is, this is all about how they're making money. Just exchanging hands. How can I do that separately? That's I think all every, it is too. I think everyone has that innate ability. Once they see that, I guess they just have to feel just slightly uncomfortable. I think people are, people love the paycheck game. And people it's guaranteed. Still, people still, there are people that still think of me as lazy. People that mm-hmm. I love and that love me. I know that. They don't understand. And that's why, that's again why I went into the questions of like, is it us that's just different? Because like, I have ran a not as I'm not again I'm not rich or nothing but like I hold my own weight in my business for going on four years now oh yeah congrats my mother still sends me job openings (laughs) right (laughs) like in her mind it's and it's she's not doing it from a place of a negative place but it's almost like she doesn't get the fact that what are you talking about right now? And that's kind of a big problem. I don't just make a living. I pay other people. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, mom, like, you want a job? I got you. What, like, what are you? What are you doing? And it's because I know they still see like, oh, he just doesn't want to get a job. No, <laughs> I, I don't. But that's <laughs> the right. awesome, that's the interesting era back, the, and we're kind of like the neck. Your kids. Are, they're going to solve all of this shit and know how to talk about this so much better than we are because yes. right now we have to steer away from adults who kind of ruled our lives in a sense hey this is what we had to do and we're like no now we have options there's right, you know right. we can just we can plug some shit in the laptop and through the ether fucking connect and hear it we don't even need a phone and we talking <laughs> you know what I mean that's crazy the game's it's, changed it's just different it's different it's just different it's It's just being accepting of that difference and being the open-mindedness to that future and because once you are that you can roll with the punches better and then you're going so the room that i am recording currently in right now luckily i i have a i have a partner that she rolls with whatever the fuck i say like i could say hey you know what i think the next thing i want to do is build a rocket and go to the moon and she's gonna be like that sounds crazy. What do you, so how are you going to get started? Like, what are you going to do first? Like it's, but it's possible to her. Right. So she just kind of lets me, I know she didn't fully understand what I meant when I said that other bedroom, let's take all the stuff out. Right. Let's get a new carpet. Let's get a food. I need to put this soundproofing up. Let's make it set up like this little studio for my podcast. (laughs) Like, okay. You're spending money. It's an expensive mic. You need a new computer, okay? Like she just rolls with it. Now we've had visitors at the house that I'm quite sure was probably like, "Why did he waste money on that stuff?" Right? Like they probably see the shit as he just spends like money. This is probably a joke to them, and I understand that, right? But as who I am, when I am doing this, I'm not working. This is what I do for fun. 
This is who I am. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I even had this conversation with you. Like, what's that thing that I would do? I've lost more money in podcasting than I've ever made. I'm never going to stop. I love it. Right. And so there's going to hit that point where the podcasting and the creation of just being a creator is going to handle that other weird side of having to pay bills and things. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then people are innately going to be like, oh, man, you're so lucky. You get to do podcasts for a living. And I'm like, remember when I was changing my back room and you was looking at me crazy? Because <laughs> you was like, what do you mean you're going to turn your back room into a... You know what I'm saying? That's and it's it. like, we have the power to see the vision before it's a thing. Right. And then, But and naturally, think- knowing you for so long, we had that innate ability that we just realized we were talking for hours on the phone and about some interesting shit. So I tell everyone, know what you like, know what you don't like. Yeah. This podcast here is barely a podcast. This is the most natural thing. And over time, I think people are going to realize just how, how effortless this really is. Like, oh shit, I'm really just getting to be in on their phone conversations. Oh, and that's it is it. That is beautiful right there. Being on somebody else's phone's conversation. Because this is what we've been doing. This is so natural. This is real. Yeah. And the beauty is we don't always, we have different upbringings, mm-hmm. different backgrounds. We have different thoughts about things now. And we don't always agree. Yeah. We got into it in New York. We recently took a trip to New York together. Like, think <laughs> about that. Yeah. Like, Times Square for the weekend. We're in fucking Midtown Manhattan arguing on the street. <laughs> but like, think about this. Like, and it's like, I think that's why I'm so appreciative of kind of like doing this with you mm-hmm. because we've been talking about it for a couple of years now. And I'm just telling you, like, no, like this is a real thing. And I think a lot of things out there ain't real right now. There is a money grab in the podcast industry. I don't, you're not as into it as I am. Right. But like I, I am seeing things and I am telling you podcasts are eventually going to try to be like the fucking mixtape rap game. Oh, we're going to turn on the TV and I believe it's no, going to be different podcast channels rather than regular everywhere. fucking channels. But let me tell you, quality always sells. And it sells at a premium rate. And it ain't that it's the money. It ain't that it sells like it's a higher price. It's just you can tell when something is meant for the people and something is coming from a place of good. Right. And that's why I'm so excited about this one, because like I know we're coming. I've known you for what are we going on? 15 years What since 2004. Four, 2003 Three. 2003 maybe 2002 because remember when I left and went back to Kentucky yep. we still can't stay in contact bro <laughs> and so it's like we got this many years I know you you know me and we don't agree on everything but we've been having these conversations for 10 years what's so interesting you kind of answered this before the, the whole supply and demand when it comes to podcasting, what is so intriguing about it? Like, 
you're more into it than I am. So from my aspect, my answer would be, if nonetheless, I would, since I, I need to keep a journal, but I don't, and I would love to, but I'm yes. using this as my visual voice journal. So when I'm later on in life to learn, to listen to my voice, what did I talk about? What was my mindset at? I don't even know if I want it for growth purposes. I just want it to be like, wow, that moment in life was real. It yes. happened in this past at this certain date and time. Because as a human being, I get lost of track of time. You blink and all of a sudden you're 30 years, 30 years old. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and so I, I just yeah. like that timestamp to, to, that's ever living. You know, you put this shit into the cloud, you in the cloud, baby. That's the beauty of the cloud. That is it. And that's why we're having these conversations in the cloud, baby. Cloud conversations. Let's go. Cloud conversations, man. It's it's and the cloud is about security too. So like we had a conversation once and I told you, you said, what do you want this to be? And I was like, hey, I want this to be a safe place to have dangerous conversations. And when you think about what clouds are and just kind of in proximity of where they're at, or you think from a from a standpoint of doing business. It's just above all the rest of the bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. It's just conversation. Take it, take it for what you will. And that is it. That's it. I, I think we should wrap up episode one. It sounds and beautiful. Well, my name's Loriana Mercado. You can call me Coco. Check out Listen. my website at iselfreflect.com. The first t-shirt you wear for yourself. Grab yourself a mirror image team for self-empowerment, baby. You guys know where to find me, man. Find me on Twitter, actually, at Just a Kid from KY on Twitter. I also do, as I was saying earlier, other podcasts. If you're into baseball, Party and Pinstripes. If you're into basketball, it's the NBA Culture Podcast. I appreciate you guys listening. Oh, real quick. So if you're listening on Apple Podcast, go ahead and subscribe. Also leave us a review because that helps other people find us. Remember what we said about the algorithm stuff? So that's important. If you're on Spotify, hit follow. And then we'll be on your front page every time that there is a new episode. Now with Apple Podcasts, it's going to alert you when we have a new episode. As of right now, this thing is free flowing, baby. So we don't know when the schedule is going to be, but it'll start to regular itself out over time. Um, Anything else? Be on the lookout for the YouTube coming soon. And that's about it. That's all I got. You good? Yeah. Well, I would say just if you got to leave a comment, if you can, on some form of platform, I'd love to hear what you got to say, because Absolutely. these cloud conversations are about all of us. And we're just using, you know, we're all self-reflections of each other, bouncing off ideas. We all the same person in one vision, baby. We're just trying to get to know what the fuck this is, what it's about. But just let's leave our message out there. And if you need to hear yours, have a message that you need to get heard, let us know. We'll plan it out. Perhaps you'll be on here one day talking to us. Let's mind jam. But yeah, much props. All right. Cloud conversations and we out.